a very good evening to you. to another Sweet and Swing here on Max Radio. I'm Howard Kane. Friday evening. Not been the most brilliant of days, but we'll soon cheer things up. What have we got on Sweet and Swing this evening? More from our friends at Enter. Every night, something atrocious. Continuing with our What Is This Thing Called Love collection. Some Benny Goodman. <laughs> But to start off, let's just say it.
That's as good as way as any to get going, isn't it? Say it. With Ivor Morton taking the vocals, uh, Harry Roy and the boys at the band. I think um, I think Ivor, if I recall, was also Harry Roy's pianist for a time. I can't remember how long for. Was it a long time? You'll remember. I probably won't. But I'm sure he was the pianist and also did vocals as well with the uh, Cheeky Chappy back in 1934. And I always think it was a band that would have been worth seeing live because I think he was a great showman, Harry Roy. And certainly all the photographs I've seen of him, he always has that look on his face like he might have just told a rude joke or was about to tell a rude joke or had pulled some sort of prank. Yes, he looked like a real prankster, which I think he was to a degree and definitely had a cheeky chappy look about him. I think he would have been great entertainment. A good sound on the band as well, it has to be said. How are we managing? All well? Uh, enjoying the, well, we're back to sort of ordinary weather now, aren't we, after our little Indian summer? Um, what a week or so of really nice weather where it was ridiculously hot for September. I think it was as warm as it has been all year, certainly since the early part of the summer, and then the rest of the summer was, well, a bit meh, as they say, wasn't it? Neither here nor there, but the last week so lovely. Now, normal service is resumed, and yes, I feel a bit sorry for some of the cruise ships who come over. There's one boat, I think, or ship, I should say, which would have had a gorgeous day, and they all would have gone home saying, oh, that Isle of Man, like a little tropical paradise in the Irish Sea, and the rest of them probably would have said, well, I think the Isle of Man was gorgeous, but we couldn't actually see that much of it.
Oh, yes. You can't go wrong, can you? You cannot go wrong with a bit of Stefan Grappelli, a wonderful, wonderful player, a great character as well. Uh, again, one of the few I feature on this programme who I did actually meet in the flesh on the Isle of Man when he was playing at the Gaiety Theatre many years ago. And uh, very nice he was, too. Didn't speak a great deal of English. I think, well, I don't know, maybe he... he uh, he, he did actually speak some English, but maybe he just wasn't in the mood for speaking too much. <laughs> he, he was pleasant enough throughout, uh, but could be quite spiky, I believe, if he wanted to. But he's had a long and interesting life, I dare say, to get quite spiky. And my word, could he play? Uh, born, of course, over in uh, Paris in the beginning of the 20th century, 1908, and perhaps the Hot Club de France, and uh, his playing with Django Reinhardt, what he was best known for, although he enjoyed a later career, way into the sort of latter part of the 20th century, uh, playing in small groups again um, with other uh, bands. I'm just, I think it was Brian Bromberg on their bass, um, but a very good bass player he had with him. I can't think who it was now. Uh, when war broke out, they were actually in London. The quartet was, the club of the quartet, the France was in London in 1930 time when the war broke out and all of the rest of them returned to Paris except uh, Stefan, and he stayed actually in England through the entire conflict, through the entire Second War, and uh, afterwards uh, worked as a violinist and, of course, a pianist, because he was a very good piano player as well. And he actually played with George Shearing in Vic Young's orchestra. And then after the war, so again, they played together, of course, Django and Stefan before the war, and then basically they didn't see each other, I think, for the entire duration of World War Two. 1946, they met up again after quite a few years, and uh, it's reported as being a very emotional moment, and they played the Marseillaise in the hotel room, it's told. This might be apocryphal, I don't know. And then a couple of days later, they recorded this uh, improvisation on the Marseillaise as Echoes, or Echoes de France, uh, but it was not published for an awfully long time afterwards because apparently the Marseillaise played in that manner at the time was considered a sacrilege. Oh, dear. Never quite the same after the war, really. They did try to get the uh, hot club going again and gave some concerts in the Salle Playel and the ABC Music Hall and such like, but it was never quite the same. Always very difficult to go back and recreate something you had in the past, particularly after a long and t turbulent time, I dare say. But fortunately, lots of wonderful recorded evidence of just how good the hot club, the France, were in their prime. Now then, uh, I thought we'd been enjoying a bit of Bing, uh, with the sentimental side of Bing over the last few weeks. And uh, Father Sean, a regular listener, says he's been enjoying some of those. Didn't recognise quite a few of them. Neither did I, Father Sean, to be honest. But a great collection on this uh, CD. But as this weekend, as you might well know, not only is it the Alderman Food Festival, but it's also um, the American cars are over, the big American car rally going on. So I thought we might honour that with a bit of Bing. Because he does sing about... A favourite car. Well, might not have been a favourite car, but he certainly sings about the car in a case. In my merry Oldsmobile. Come away with me, Lucille, in my merry Oldsmobile. Down the road of life we'll fly, automobubbling you and I. To the church we'll swiftly steal Then our wedding bells will peal 
you can go as far as you like with me in my merry Oldsmobile. Bubbling you and I to the church will swiftly steal. Then our wedding bells are gonna peal. You can go as far as you like with me in my merry old mobile. Ah, honoring the American cars who are over on the Isle of Man this weekend for a, a bit of a... What do you have with American cars? A bit of a get-together, a shindig, a rally. A rally, I suppose it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, an American car rally festival. Look out for them around the Manx roads. Don't bump into them. They're all very expensive, I imagine, as well. But yes, in our merry Oldsmobile. Another one I don't know. We did so many songs. I think people only know him for a handful of old ping, doesn't he? And there's all hundreds of other songs that perhaps never really made it to the charts in the same way. Still just as good, and the voice is still, well, still unmistakably Bing, isn't it? And coming up in a few minutes, we're going to stretch out a bit with some Benny Goodman. Yeah, I, again, when I was rummaging in the racks up in the uh, Black Satanic Mill here, and I came across this box set, oh, my lord, yeah, I used to really enjoy that. I might have even bought it for the old Meister, I can't remember now. Or maybe it's mine, maybe I bought it for myself, who knows? Either way, it's here now, and uh, wonderful stuff from his Carnegie Hall concert, um, particularly that great version of Sing, 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 which I thought I've always really enjoyed and features a great bit with Jess Stacey. So I think we'll enjoy a little bit of that. Uh, but before that, we're going to go all continental. Thank you. 
the continental. A way of dancing that's really also new. It's very subtle, the continental. Because it does what you want it to do. It has a passion, the continental. An invitation to moonlight and romance. It's quite the fashion, the continental. Because you tell of your love while you dance. Your lips whisper so tenderly. Your song. Two bodies swaying, the continental, and you are saying just what you're thinking of. So keep on dancing, the continental, for it's a song of romance and of love. You kiss while you're dancing. Marvellous, just sliding up the neck a little bit there. The Continental, of course. Lou Stone, the boys. Alfie Noakes, Joe Ferry, Joe Crossman and unmistakably Nat Ganella spelling it out. With that wonderful, slightly husky voice he had. So distinctive. And I love just those voices and that. An awful lot of sort of singers, don't they? Even from this great era of big bands and swing and such like, do tend to sort of sound a little bit like each other. So some that might be very good, but they're not fantastically distinctive and then you get some you just think you only need to hear a bar and you know who it is you only need to hear a bar of Nat Canella singing and you know it's Nat Canella singing maybe that's just me I don't know but I just love those ones with very very distinctive voices you're listening to Sweet and Swing here on Manx Radio of course on a Friday night lovely to have your company as ever don't forget of course Every evening on Max Radio, with the exception of Sunday, 9 o'clock is specialist music time. There's something for everyone, I would uh, modestly suggest, depending on what your tastes are. Who knows, some people might listen to all of them, because it's that hour where it's very different from the rest of the output during the day, it, which is our standard, you know, middle-of-the-road pop, I suppose. Love it or loathe it, but that's the way it is. But between 9 and 10, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday is your chance to indulge possibly in your favourite type of music. So Monday, of course, wonderful time for brass, one of the longest-running, if not the longest-running brass show in the world continuously on the radio. If there's a longer-running one, we don't know of it. 40 years plus, still going strong with the great Ian Cottier. Tuesday night, the folk show... Uh, John Canine, of course, mastered that for a long time. Now, uh, another John, John Barker, doing a fantastic job and playing a great mix of world folk, blues, Manx, Celtic, great stuff, old ones, new ones, a really wonderful mix there. Uh, Thoroughly thoroughly enjoying his uh, different take on the folk. 
different to John, but every bit is good, just different. Uh, and uh, I'm sure Big John himself would agree with that. Wednesday night, Ernie Thorne's here, if opera is your bag. Playing a great selection, Ernie, quite an authority on opera, of course. And often during the summer will give you the idea of festivals and what's going on. Also, if there's screening or live screenings going on anywhere, which they sometimes do down at the Erin Arts Centre. Thursday night, Morris Powell is here is with a little light music, which is exactly that. It's a little light music, nothing too heavy, nothing too overblown. Lots of accessible stuff, whether it's classical or classic English light music. And then, of course, here we are on Friday night with yours truly, Sweet and Swing. And don't forget, tomorrow night, our sister programme with Brother Chris, Jumping In, which stays with the jazz theme but looks at the modern end of the spectrum. So bebop onwards and a lot of contemporary jazz from around the world. As I say, I like to think something for everyone. And frankly, I think this is something for everyone. Plenty of time to go and uh, put your kettle on again, go and pour yourself another something or other, get your slippers, do whatever you want. Benny Goodman, the famous 1938 Carnegie Hall Jazz Concert, a stretched-out version of Sing, Sing, Sing with the, what became a classic version. Listen, it's right at the end, in the last two or three minutes. It's so up-tempo, and you've got the drums beating through, keeping that sort of almost threat going, that sort of building the tension all the time. And right at the end, there is this gem, this little star, delicate piano solo from Jess Stacy, which was just a one-off, and uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Check it out. And it, somehow or other, it fits in. It's so delicate, and the rest of it's so all horns blowing and full on, and yet it's just a little gem that comes out of nowhere. Jess on the piano. In the last two or three minutes, enjoy this live as it was then, 1938 at Carnegie Hall. Sing, 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 with Benny Goodman and his orchestra.
Now, how about that? I think the audience sum it up. Absolute classic. Benny Goodman, live at Carnegie Hall in 1938. The Carnegie Hall Jazz Concert. A very prominent concert at the time. It also sort of put jazz on the map. It hadn't really been done there before. It was a big gamble whether it was going to work. I don't think it was going to make money, all sorts of problems associated with it. And if it bombed out, then they'd probably never taken jazz seriously there again, etc., etc. So there were lots of, lot riding on it in many ways. Um, and an all-star cast, you can imagine, Harry James, Count Basie, Teddy Wilson, Gene Krupa at the drums there. Lionel Hampton was playing during the concert. There was a jam session. There were sort of guests coming in. There was all sorts going on. Many uh, great players there. But that was the classic Goodman Orchestra with Sing, Sing, Sing with a Swing, driven all the way by Gene Krupa at the drums with that beat just going all the way through. Sometimes almost to dominates, doesn't it? But then he feathers it right back. Part of it will be the recordings of where the mics were placed, of course. But he does feather it right back at the end, as I said, with that beautiful solo from Jess Stacy. Um, that never really featured afterwards. They, I mean, Sing 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 was a massive hit. And the first round of applause is where the 12-inch solo finished. So you heard that right sort of earlier on when the, you hear that sort of big round of applause and it stopped. And you think, oh, what's going on there? It sounds like it's sort of finished. But that was actually because they were recording and they were going to do a 12-inch disc from it. So you, you know, that sort of commercial recording reaches the end of its first side. And then it picks up again. And then there are solos by uh, Harry James and by Goodman himself and Gene Krupa. And then uh, he plays these incredible high notes, as always, Benny, on the clarinet. And then suddenly... Jess Stacy sort of comes in. Apparently it was spontaneous. It hadn't necessarily been planned. And he thought he'd take a chorus as well and plays that wonderful, delicate piece, completely finding a new groove for it. And you hear that laughter. I was wondering what was going on there. Apparently Goodman was really, A, surprised, and B, really pleased Jess Stacy. They had a bit of a an up-and-down relationship. Jess, very shy sort of character, I think, compared to Goodman's brash uh, front stage and you know a big brash character at the front there but he was thinking oh gosh and so he picked the mic up and moved it closer into the piano so you could actually hear the solo there wonderful stuff and then great conclusion at the end with a, a tonk on the tom toms and uh, on the cowbell from gene kruber and then you get that raucous ending and lots of applause well deserved applause as well, but that was it. Like I said, we never. If you get the commercial recordings of Sing 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 with Benny Goodman, you won't get that solo. And after that, it was sort of dropped that bit, and it just ended up with Benny Goodman, boom, and then the big climax with all the band and out. So wonderful stuff. Couldn't fault it, can you? I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed it. Whether you enjoy the pops and crackles and hisses. In the liner notes, it says it as well. They decided not to take them out because they felt they'd lose the atmosphere of the recording from 1938. So they left them in and they're throughout both CDs in the set. Uh, take your pick whether you like that and it adds to it or you find it a distraction. I will sit on the fence. As someone said, your brain is the best sound processor. Then, can you, in enjoying the music, you can filter that out. Wonderful stuff. Uh, we're talking about distinctive voices earlier on and we've been enjoying our what is this thing called love cool love songs of the 30s and 40s uh, never cooler than billy holiday and more than you know <laughs> 
do There's nothing I can do about it Loving may be all you can give But honey, I can't live without it Oh, how I'd sigh, how I'd cry If you got tired and said goodbye More than I'd show More than you'll ever charming young singer from Wales, Eva Bainon, who, as you know, is with Henry Hall's orchestra. And first of all, she's singing the English translation of that old French nursery rhyme which so many of us used to sing when we were kids, On the Bridge of Avignon. On the bridge of Avignon There's a legend Love goes dancing On the bridge of Avignon Love goes dancing on and on. On the bridge of Avignon, hearts forgive, for it was made time magic. Moonlight shone upon that old bridge at Avignon. The band played a tune like this. Dancing, dancing till the night was done On the bridge at Avignon On the bridge of Avignon We were dancing, we were dancing Dancing till the night was done On the bridge at Avignon 
Tufa there for you as well, straight into Ensa, uh, um, which every night something atrocious, as we say, uh, off the back of Billy Holiday, with more than you know, and uh, yeah, great collection of this uh, Ensa, the complete concerts on the CD, of course, Ensa itself, Geraldo uh, supervising a lot of the musical side, gave many post-war stars their first experience, including the likes of Tommy Cooper, for example. Yeah, just like that, and all the rest of it. Jimmy Edwards. Gosh, there's a name you hardly hear now, do you? Jimmy Edwards with his wonderful uh, tashes. And oh, loads of others. Um, Sid Lawrence, just one of the musicians, again, who started out in these troupe shows. Classic stuff. Um, and so important at the time, you think. I mean, it's it's almost sort of, you know, you could easy to poke fun now at the style of it and the way it's done and such like, but... You think when it was being performed, or actually performing that when you were, you know, your life was in real danger, and performing in places where you literally could be killed, and actually trying to be cheery and upmarket and keep the spirits up. Not as easy as it might seem. I almost guarantee, one way or another. Glad to say I didn't uh, have to do it. I don't think it would have been an easy thing at all. Uh, what have we got? Oh, I tell you what, this is something. My other half. Memsop often says to me, you're an old smoothie. <clears throat> Thank you. 
you're an old smoothie. She might say that. Um, I might have just made that up. I don't know. I'll ask her. De Broy Summers with Dan Donovan taking the vocals on that one. Uh, he was a qualified motor mechanic to start out, but as a part-time singer, became a band leader in his native Cardiff and then, of course, went on to sing with Henry Hall and, as we heard there, De Broy Summers. And if he wasn't singing, he was also pretty darn good on the baritone sax. Not too bad either. Also recorded with Sidney Kite and Bettini, Charlie Kunz, Mantovani, Jay Wilbur. Not bad, eh? Right, we better squeeze in our black British swing, England's own jazz from the not very uh, well-known and popular black bands in that early time when, like I say, long before Windrush, but there were players on the scene. Brilliant they were too, but perhaps just not recognised as they might have been. We're trying to rectify that. And uh, here's a well-known voice to introduce this week's band. Live from the club, hit it. Hello, Rhythm Club. This is Harry Ferry speaking and presenting Cyril Blake and his band from Jigs Club, London, playing Cyril's Blues.
Yeah, indeed. Wonderful stuff. Cyril Blake was Cyril's Blues. Cyril actually moved over to England in 1918 and played originally with a band called the Southern Syncopated Orchestra and then worked in Paris and London as a musician in the 20s and 30s, uh, playing with the likes of uh, Leon Abbey and Rudolf Dunbar and Joe Appleton and the man we heard last week, Lodric Caton. And then in 1938 formed his own band, which we heard there, centred on Jigs Club in London and made several recordings. And in the 40s, led his band behind Lord Kitchener for recordings on Parlophone Records, playing in a Calypso style. And they went back to Trinidad in the end and uh, died back in the early 1950s. Great to hear him playing again. Wonderful stuff. That's about it for this week. We will meet again, same time, same place next week. Until then, the Gap Cheerio.